Hi, this is Arjen Lukasse, and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives. Thank you for listening. I have the pleasure of talking with Arjen Lukasen, multi-instrumentalist and mastermind behind different prog metal projects such as Iron, Guild Machine, or Star One. Today, we will be talking about Arjen Antonis Lukasen's Star One latest album, Reveal in Time, which will be out on February 18th. Thank you very much for joining us, Arjen. How are you doing? Hi, Brian. All good here. Thank you very much. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. So, Arjen, the last time we had music from you was not so long ago, luckily. In September 2020, you released Transitus with Iron. After this right. time, how do you feel the album has aged? Uh, I haven't listened to it again. <laughs> oh. uh, but it wasn't received as good as I was hoping it would be received. I, I think the picture wasn't complete, you know, because it was a movie soundtrack and we couldn't make the movie because of Corona, you know. So uh, I don't think everyone understood uh, the album. Uh, maybe, you know, with hindsight, we should not have released it as an Arion album. Maybe the expectations of the fans were different. But um, yeah, for the first time in 25 years since I've been doing Arion, uh, I heard a few negative comments. So um, and that always hurts, you know, it's always like, oh, my God, you know, it's because I'm not one of those artists who doesn't give a shit what the people think, you know, <laughs> for me, it's very important that people like my music. So. So, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I felt it was time to plug in the guitar and make some noise. And uh, automatically that leads me to the to the Star One project. All right, so that was one of the main reasons you choose to to focus on Star One instead of other projects like a Kill Machine or another Aaron album. Uh, I think it's too soon for another Aerion album because basically I never do two Aerion albums in a row. I do always do something in between because Aerion takes a lot out of me. You know, it's it's very complicated. There's many layers and many musicians and many instrumentalists and. Uh, Yeah, I always do something in between that's a little bit simpler. And it's simpler, not uh, as music, but to make. So Because uh, I think the last Aaron album took me two or three years to make. And this Star One album was done within a few weeks, basically, the, the songs, you know. And then, of course, I, st I still work on it for a year because of all, you know, I have to get the files from all the artists and stuff like that. But it's definitely a lot um, easier to make a Star One than to make an Ariel. All right, Arjun. So the first thing that caught my attention was that this time the album will not have four vocalists like in previous albums, which in those locations were for Jensen, Russell Allen, Deming Wilson and Dan Right. So why is that that you opted for a different vocalist in each song on this occasion? Uh, again, it's a Corona thing because in the past I could always fly uh, all the uh, singers to my studio, you know, so Floor, Russell, Dan and David were always here in my studio. Um, that's important because on the first two albums, they were singing, uh, often they were singing all four in one song. So there was a lot of dialogue singing. Uh, for that, I have to be able to guide them in person, you know, so they have to be in my studio. That wasn't possible right now. So that's when I decided, okay, let's change the concept. Let's do one track per singer. Um, and then I thought, you know, 
that that would mean I would do three tracks with Floor and do three tracks with Russ. I did, just didn't feel right. So I thought there are so still so many singers I want to work with. So let's just do um, one each each song a different singer. All right. So speaking of of the of the vocalist you invited this time, how does the system works to be invited to participate as a vocalist in an album made by, by you? Yeah, I I. I I'm totally spoiled. <laughs> you know, I, I worked with the with the best singers in the world. And um, so I'm not easily impressed. You know, a lot of people send me uh, stuff and and um, uh, yeah, 99% of the time I'm like, yeah, you know, it's fine, but it doesn't blow me away. It rarely, rarely happens that, that a singer blows me away. Uh, and when that happens, I write it down. So I have like a, a list of all the people I still want to work with. And once I got a new project, I always check this list, like who, which singer would fit on this album and which singer would fit on which song and also which thing, singer would fit the concept of the album. So surely you have a high value of every member, every, every member's contribution as a vocalist, especially considering how well each one of them has done on this album. But could you mention one that has particularly surprised you? Uh, I really all of them. You know, if it wouldn't have uh, surprised me, I would not have used it. But yeah, to answer your question, obviously half of the singers I've already worked with, like Flora Russell, Dan, Damien, etc., etc. So, um, but they still surprise me. You know, they're still amazing. I mean, all the new people I worked with: uh, Britney Slays, uh, Ross Jennings, uh, Jeff Scott Soto, Jolene Turner. Um, John J.C. Kuypers, Roy Kahn, you know, all of them, when I got it, it was like total goosebumps everywhere. So uh, like I say, you know, if I would not have been impressed, it would not be on the album. All right, understood. Regarding the musicians who participate with solos, on what basis did you invite each one of them? Same thing, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I read a lot of magazines and I always, uh, if they talk about good musicians, good singers or good guitar players or keyboard players, uh, I always write it down, you know, and then I check it out on YouTube and there's so many good instrumentalists, you know, so many good guitar players. Basically, I made a mix of people that I grew up listening to, like uh, like Steve Vai or like uh, Adrian Vandenberg, uh, and also people I recently discovered like Joe Hoekstra or, or uh, Ron Babelfoot-Tall or, you know, uh, and people I've already worked with like Michael Romeo. Uh, also some great, great musicians here in Holland, Timo Zomers, Marcel Singer. Uh, it, it's just uh, same thing, you know, I, I think like which uh, guitar player would fit on this song you know do i need like a wild solo or like a melodic solo or like a beautiful long solo for instance the part i had for steve i it was three minutes long and uh, i just felt like you know he can do something amazing on this he can make beautiful melodies and he, he can show off his his uh, his virtuosity and uh, it, it was the perfect part for him you know because he sent it to me and it and i i couldn't stop crying you know it was just the perfect solo and i grew up listening to him he was such a big inspiration for me i uh, uh, he, he's definitely in my top three guitar players of all time So, Arjen, from what you have explained so far, uh, those are the main reasons why Rebel in Time will feature up to very different guest musicians. That's crazy. It could even result intimidating. So, how does it make you feel to have had that opportunity? Uh, it's, it's crazy indeed. <laughs> But it's an addiction, you know. 
Uh, I remember 25 years ago when I started Arion, uh, I asked my favorite Dutch singer, uh, Barry Hay of the Golden Earring, to sing on the album. And he said, yeah, sure, give me a bottle of whiskey. You know, I like the song. So, <laughs> <laughs> And when that happened, you know, it was like, oh, my God, I, I got one of my heroes, you know, and, and let's try another one. So so on the third album, I tried Fish and I tried Anneke. And and many people said yes. Not everyone says yes, of course, you know. But a lot of people said yes. And uh, same thing happened on this album, you know. If I ask Steve Vai and if I ask, ask Jolene Turner, they say yes. I can't stop. <laughs> you know, I'm like, who else do I want to make this list and trying everyone? And uh, the good thing is that that now with with uh, Corona. Uh, people have time to do it, you know. They they're not on tour, uh, so it, it also makes it easier to get people. Yeah, I get it. So, Arjen, now I would like to focus on the songwriting process. How did it sure. start, and how was it taking shape? Uh, well, it, uh, it's very easy with with Arion. It's uh, the songs are based on on melodies or sounds or chord progressions, etc. But with Star One, it's based on guitar riffs. You know, so it's just get that guitar, come up with a good riff. And uh, the riff, if the riff is good, it will automatically lead me into uh, the bridge and it will automatically lead me into the chorus and the, the, the vocal line comes. You know, it's it's quite of an automatic process for me. Also, because I've been doing this um, for, for 45 years now, you know, <laughs> because already in the 70s, I was in bands. So the 70s, 80s and the beginning of the 90s, I toured the world for 15 years with riff oriented music. So that's really that's in my blood. You know, that's that's yeah, it, 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 it's I have so much experience with that. So. All right. So uh, about uh, the, the music, was it all exclusively composed by you or did the musicians have some freedom while recording? Uh, they always have freedom. Definitely. Uh, basically, all the songs are composed by me. Only in the track Prescient, lyrics were written by Michael Mills. I always tell the musicians, please do it in your own way, you know, because I'm a fan of them. So all the singers, they got guide vocals. And I always tell them these are guide vocals. That's just to show you what the melody is. But please, you know, change it if you want. Uh, the instrumentalist, so soloist, I would never say anything. You know, I would just send the part and, you know, do your thing, go for it. So, yeah, there's always a lot of freedom for, for the musicians. You know, that, that way you get a better result. Yeah, total. And how was the recording process? The drummer, Ed Warby, was able to record with you? Luckily, yes. Yeah, he's Dutch. So uh, we could go to the studio uh, and we recorded him in two or, or three days. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have to be present with drum recordings, you know, that's that's really important. And because he's from Holland, it was possible. Okay. Regarding uh, the musical direction of the new album, how would you describe it? Well, the, the first Star One album, Space Metal, uh, was a very catchy album. You know, it had like a intergalactic space crusaders and <laughs> songs of the ocean. You know, it was kind of like a catchy album. Uh, the second Star One album was a very dark album. It was not a catchy album. Um, I noticed that because when I was making the, the live set list for, for the Aerial Universe shows, 
uh, I only included songs of the first album because the second album didn't really have standout songs, uh, which doesn't mean it's a lesser album because I love that album. It's it's very, it's a unit, you know, it's a very heavy and it's, uh, uh, I love the sound of it. So basically what I wanted to do with this third album was make a combination of the two. I wanted to um, get the catchiness of the first album and I wanted to get the heaviness of the second album. Uh, and also I wanted to make it very versatile, like I wanted every song to be very different from the other song and having all these different singers of course enhances that you know and speaking of the concept of the album even though Revel in Time is not a prog metal opera it still has an inherent movie based concept in the tradition right. of, of Star One yeah. you threw from movie scene space for the first album Space Metal the second album Victims of Modern Age was based on dystopian and apocalyptic films right. and now you focus on those films that portray some aspects of the man manipulation of time right so What made you decide on, on this topic? I've always wanted to do it. You know, ever since a kid, I loved all these time travel movies like Time Machine and uh, always the Star Trek episodes, you know, where they were going back in time or forward in time. It's it's such an in interesting concept. You know, I also also use it a lot in Arion. So, yeah, I, I, I've, I've got my all my DVDs here behind me. Um, and um, there, I just stood in front of them and... There, there were like 40 film movies in there, you know, that were about the manipulation of time. So, um, and also you can do a, a very wide range of styles when you do this, because you have very dark time travel movies like Terminator or like, like uh, uh, Donnie Darko. But you also have like very happy and very funny time travel movies like Bill and Ted or Groundhog Day or Back to the Future. So, um, yeah, finally, I had the chance, you know, to do my time travel thing. Nice. And when you started developing the concept, were there any movies that you necessarily wanted to base yourself on? Uh, yeah, it, it was hard. Like I said, I had 40 movies, uh, but only 11 songs. So it, it was very hard. You know, I, at each song, because I, I first wrote the songs. I didn't first watch the movies, first wrote the songs. And then I looked like, okay, which movie would fit which song? And sometimes it was easy. Like the, the fast opening track, Fate of Man, um, it, it's like this very fast action track, you know, so Terminator would be perfect for that. And uh, like 28 Days was easy too, because it's a very dark, cryptic song and, and Donnie Darko is a very dark and cryptic movie. But sometimes it was hard, you know. Sometimes I had like four options, four movies I had to choose from for, for a song. And um, mostly I, I chose the movie that I could think of a good title. You know, like for instance, Groundhog Day, I had the title Today is Yesterday. And oh, that sounds cool, you know, let's take that movie. So yeah, that's how it went. I would like to talk about some of the songs, especially Lost Children of the Universe. Although space and time can be frightening subjects, the album manages to end with a hopeful message for humanity. And it also has a solo by Steve Bay himself. Could you share some insight about that song? It's uh, it's based on Interstellar. Uh, again, this was an easy choice, you know, because it's a it's a big epic song, and Interstellar is a big and long two and a half hour epic movie. 
and indeed, like you said, you know, it's it's uh, it starts as a very dark movie. You know, the the Earth is uh, basically de- deteriorating. You know, reaches its end. But uh, people uh, they look out into space, you know, to find a new planet, uh, which in the end they do, you know, so it's a very positive message. And it just perfectly fit the song. You know, it was very easy to write those lyrics, even though it's it's a complicated movie. You know, it's it's uh, it doesn't really give you answers. But I like that, you know, that way you, you can leave something open, you know, make it a little bit cryptic. Okay, so Arjen, I gotta say, I think this is the best Star Wars album to date. Oh, thank you, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, and as you said, I think it incorporates in a splendid way the, the both roles you already explored with the first two installments, the catchiness cool. and the heaviness. Yeah, totally. Right, good. yes. Yeah, yeah. That's good to hear, man. And I, I, I guess Lost Children is your favorite song then? Yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the way, it, as you said, it, it starts like really dark and, and then I was like, oh, what, what's going to happen? And then with this like uplifting kind of message that it's not everything lost, There, there's a new hope here. There's a new place for us. So Right. Yes. It was my personal favorite. But uh, if you can choose one, which will it be? I think it will be really difficult for you. But It's, it's difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I released four singles now. Uh, you can see those tracks as my favorite songs. All right. And uh, the fifth single will be uh, 28 Days. So that will come out on the release date. So, uh, but yeah, you know... Year 41, I love also with Jolene Turner. And yeah, I got the songs here. Bridge of Light with Damien. I mean, <laughs> it was hard to pick singles this time, which is because the last Arion album, um, it was hard for another reason. I couldn't find any singles on that album. And he, here, Revenant Time just has too many. You know, it has like, which song am I going to make a single? I don't know. So the record company only wanted two singles, but I ended up with five singles because I just, you know, could not choose. <laughs> Well, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's a luxury problem, yes. But an expensive problem also. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And now, uh, speaking of another song I really enjoy, it was uh, Prescient that includes a participation from Ross Jennings from Haken. What do you think of his work? Well, um, this is the most proggy song on the album. You know, people often say like, hmm, this album sounds like an aerial album. Uh, I don't agree with that, uh, but... I do agree for the song present, you know, the song present isn't really a typical Star One song because it's uh, it's quite complicated. It has all these vocal layers and um, I just could not write lyrics for it. It was too complicated for me. So I had to ask Michael Mills, who is my total hero, musical hero, to write the lyrics. And he wrote the lyrics and he based it on a movie called Primer, which is a, a very cult movie. It only cost a few thousand dollars to make and it's about two guys so he wrote the lyrics uh, with two protagonists so I was like so he said shall I sing them both I said no no it will be cool to have two different singers on this song um, and uh, I immediately thought of Ross uh, basically because Haken also has these uh, many vocal layers you know on some of the songs so I had to send the song to Ross, Ross and uh, Uh, he loved it straight away. You know, the next day I got a mail back. Hey, man, thanks for thinking of me. And of course, I'll do it. And uh, he did such a marvelous job. And he's such a nice guy. Yeah, I think he, he fits naturally on it. View the vocal layers that you just mentioned. It's, 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 it's totally, I couldn't have, you know, and, and his voice 
goes so well with Mike's voice as well. You know, these voice, you can't predict that, you know, I can think like this is going to work, but then you hear it and it's like, oh yes, this works. <laughs> so Arjun, right now the world is turned upside down, but concerts are starting to take place worldwide. Before the pandemic, you were having the most activity of your career since, since you created Iron. Right, in, yeah. In terms of live shows. If everything is stabilized, will you consider bringing this music to life? Not necessarily the Star One, the Star One album. But yes, we were planning to do an Arion show again in 2021, which obviously was cancelled. And then we moved it to 2022. But we can't do it that either, you know, because we need uh, we need like many people from many countries, which is really no option right now. So we moved it to 2023 again as September's, but That will only go ahead if we can, if, if the end of this year, things are looking better, you know, because it takes us a year to set up these shows. So, yeah, if by the end of this year uh, it looks good, then we'll play again in September 2023. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yes, indeed. So since you turned to Star One this time, is there any chance to reactivate all the other projects or your next album will be with Arian? I don't know about the other projects. Um, and beyond, it's not possible because uh, Astrid is not available anymore. Uh, Guild Machine is not really possible because none of the musicians are available anymore. Um, Gentle Storm, I, I love that album, but if I listen to it, I don't think I can make anything better in that style. You know? So if I do something again with Anik or Gentle Storm, it would have to be something very different. And uh, so, yeah, basically the only side project that is still going on is, is my solo album. I would love to do a solo album and I always try to do one, but then I hear a great singer and, you know, <laughs> and all the plans are out the window. So again, I'm planning a solo album and again, I will fail, you know, it will turn into something else. <laughs> All right. And do you already have some vocalists or musicians that have not participated with you that, that you want to invite for an hypothetical next album? Uh, it will very much depend on what kind of album it is. You know, I first have to have the music and then I have to find out will which singer will fit the music. You know, it doesn't work the other way around. So, uh, so no, I have no one in mind yet. Um, but, uh, you know, I would, of course, love to work with legends, you know, with, with the people I grew up listening to, with like like Ian Gillen or Robert Plant or, or, or David Gilmore, or, you know. <laughs> I mean, those are my all-time heroes. So uh, that's that's always, that's like the biggest compliment you can get, you know, to work with, with those heroes. But I think the chances are really small. Uh, they probably don't like my music, you know. It's way too weird for them. <laughs> so... So yeah, it will totally depend, you know, if it will be a very Pink Floydy album, I'm not going to ask a metal singer, you know, and, and uh, the other way around, if it's going to be a very heavy album, I won't ask a pop singer. So it really depends on, on the on the project. Well, Arjen, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very Same much here. for the opportunity. Same here. We appreciate your time to take part in, in this interview. We wish you a very successful album release. Thank you very much, man. My pleasure. I'll be here next time for maybe for the solo album. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that will be great. I, I, I'm looking forward for that. Cool, man.
Thanks, everyone, for joining us on Sonic Perspectives for this interview with Arjun Lucasin. I am Brian Masso, and before we are finished, I will leave you with Rebel in Time, a single taken from the upcoming Rebel in Time album by Arjun Anthony Lucasin's Star One. Once again, thank you, Arjun. You're very welcome, man. Good questions. Thank you, man. Take care. And I, I hope to catch you one day live. It will be awesome. Yeah, well, maybe next year. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. And it will be in Tilburg again. So sorry for not touring, but that's just very complicated and very expensive. So <laughs> it, it, it will be totally impossible. Yeah. Yeah. But still, you know, I feel a bit guilty for not coming to the fans. But there you go. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, Brian. Talk Goodbye. to you next time. Pleasure to talk to you. Bye, Brian. Bye. Bye. Yes, you can be anywhere that you want to be. See everything that you want to see.
Your 